Welcome to Fierce Female Radio. I'm your host, Estelle, from FierceFemaleCo.com, your female empowerment coach. If you're ready to dive in deep and learn all the tips, rituals, and insights to help you let go of the old version of yourself and unleash your inner fierce, then you are in the right place. This is your space for uncut and real conversations with real women about all things, dreams and desires, mindset, holistic wellness, balance, and spirituality. Hey babes, what's up? Welcome to Fierce Female Radio. I'm your host, Estelle, empowerment coach and the founder of Fierce Female Co., where we're helping you fearlessly reinvent your life, step into your higher self, and unapologetically claim your purpose. I'm excited to be here with you guys. We're doing a solo episode, something a little different, and we are, like, I have, I've woken up, I've woken up. Yeah, I'd like to say I've woken up, but this year I've definitely woken up to this idea of really, really focusing on my health and wellness. I've always been someone that has been interested in that space and, um, you know, my mom is very much into health and wellness. So I was raised to really be quite conscious about the foods that I consume and um, my health in general. And, but I feel like this year I've wanted to take it to a whole different level. And so I've been doing some research. I've been kind of diving deeper and trying to apply some holistic wellness practices, right? Because it's not just about the food that we eat, but looking at things from a really holistic perspective when it comes to our health. And I know lots of people have been more interested in that, especially in 2020 and the craziness of this year. So that is why for this episode, I wanted to focus on holistic wellness hacks for 2020. So 20 hacks that I'm going to go through with you guys today that you can adopt. You can look at it like a menu, adopt and eat what you will and leave out what doesn't resonate with you. The world is your oyster. But before we get into that, guys, I am, I'm, I wanted to share with you one of the things, one of the really exciting um, masterclasses that I have on that it is coming up. So when this podcast is going live, it's going to be Tuesday. So this masterclass is actually going to be happening on the 14th of October. It is a lifestyle design masterclass. And one of the reasons why I created this is that I speak with so many different women who feel that there has been a shift in their life in 2020. They have been seeing things in a new light that they realize it's like this sense of awakening. It's like, how can we actually create a life that's fulfilling and meaningful for us as opposed to just going along with the rat race, doing what we've always been taught to do or we've always done in the past and not actually being conscious of the way that we want to live, the life that we want to create for ourselves and, and what we want to manifest. And so I wanted to create this free lifestyle design masterclass to really give you the tools to get crystal clear on your dream life. Like, what do you actually want to share with the world? How do you want to spend your time? What message do you have? Um, how you can tap into your inner guidance system? Because the whole thing is, it doesn't matter what Mary Jane and Sally are doing, it matters what you want, what's important to you, what you're being called to do and how you're being called to show up in this world. And so we need to really get ourselves unstuck and tune into our inner guidance system because we all have the answers. And so from that place, we're creating a big vision and then we're creating an action plan to really help you design your life that is fulfilling in terms of relationships, career, money, energy, wellness, we are, 
you know, we are really kind of empowering you to dream big and design a life that is fulfilling to you. We are shedding those self-sabotages that have been keeping you stuck and living a life that's not in alignment. And we are really igniting that passion and excitement about your future and the impact that you're making and the possibility that is your life and all the opportunities coming your way. So this is really a powerful masterclass because we are doing the practical steps in terms of creating an action plan, but we're doing the deeper work where we're actually looking like what, what makes you happy? What is important for you? And where is that misalignment in your life right now? And how can we realign it with your truth, with your passion, with your purpose? So some really, really juicy content that we're providing this masterclass. It is free. Um, you can click the link in my bio to join. We're actually not going to do it. Um, on IG or Facebook, we're doing it via Zoom. So click the link in my bio. You have There's all the details there. If you have any questions, just shoot me a DM. But this is just a really powerful time, especially over the next few months, to really think about, okay, what is the life that I want? What's fulfilling to me? And how can I start to redesign it? So I'm not just rolling with the punches and doing things that don't actually feel good to me and don't light me up. So we're all about it, guys. Okay. So before I get, before I share with you the 20 wellness hacks, I also wanted to share with you my fierce female tip of the week. And it's a little bit of a combo, like we're sharing the tip and the shout out. And that is, that is, we are shouting out, and I don't know if I've done it on this podcast before, but we're shouting out JS Health Vitamins. If you, you've probably would have seen her all over Instagram. If you haven't, um, JS Health Vitamins are incredible. I've been following uh, Jessica Siepel who's the founder. Uh, she's a clinical nutritionist for years, um, years and years. Like I've got her books. Um, I think she's originally from Australia and then she moved to New Zealand and then the US. I've also heard her speak a few times. I mean, she's incredible. Her products um, and her take on health, like it's backed by research. I just trust, I trust what she says when it comes to health. And she has an incredible range of vitamins. Um, I've been using them for, I think like for 12 months now, um, the skin and digestion tablets in particular, but she's got so many, such a great range of vitamins for like bloating, stress and anxiety, skin, hair, so many different in, in so many different, um, areas. And yeah, I just wanted to shout her out here and it's not sponsored, but she's just has incredible products. And so if you're looking to kind of take your wellness up a level, I highly recommend um, checking out JS Health um, Vitamins. All right, guys, we're going to get into it. 2020, 20 wellness hacks for 2020. Let's do it. So like I said, I want it to be practical for you. So take what you like, leave behind what doesn't feel good for you. This is just some of the things that I found to be really powerful and as part of my kind of evolving wellness journey in 2020. Okay, let's do this. So holistic practices. Number one, create a morning ritual that makes you feel connected to yourself and your vision. This is like my go-to. This is always number one for me. If I don't have a morning ritual, you don't want to be around me. And the reason why I think it is so important is because firstly, it allows you to be really proactive with your energy and tuning into yourself, connecting with yourself before you give everything to everyone else, before you scroll social media, before you, you know, I don't know, do all the things that you need to do in the morning. So creating a morning ritual is, is intentional and it it gives you the time to connect with yourself. Um, you know, I think it's Tony Robbins that says, if you don't have 10 minutes, 
then you don't have a life. And so how can you start to carve out time in your day, especially in your morning, to connect with yourself before you attend to all the things that you think you need to do? Creating a morning ritual, guys, 101. Okay, number two, find a workout or exercise that you truly love. And this is so important, right? So not just an exercise or workout that you do because you want to turn your butt or you want to lose weight or everyone else is exercising, but something that actually that you enjoy. And if you don't enjoy the form of exercise that you're doing right now, find another and treat it like a form of discovery. Because when you do Because it's about the pleasure. It's not about, you know, pressuring ourselves to exercise. Like you want to exercise and move your body because it feels good to you. And I know personally for me, I used to go to the gym. I was that girl that would wake up at five o'clock in the morning, open my eyes, jump out of bed, down a shot of espresso and off to the gym. And I did that for years and years. And what I started to realize after many years is that I don't actually like going to the gym it doesn't make me feel good. It actually raises my cortisol levels and it just, it's not good for me. I'm really energized person anyway. And it was just, it didn't make me feel good. And I didn't really like what it was doing to my body. And so I tried a few different um, forms of exercise and then I, I kind of stumbled upon yoga. And now for me, like yoga and Pilates and walking, like those are the things, the exercise and workout routines that I love to do that make me feel feel really good. And I do it almost from a, a mental health perspective as opposed to a physical health perspective. But of course, you know, you get the benefits. Tighter booty, leaner muscles, you know how it is. So finding a workout exercise that you truly love. That's number two. Number three, eating a variety of foods. And so I got this hot tip from the beautiful Catherine Hay Um, she's a clinical nutritionist and she was on our podcast, maybe it was episode number three. And that's one of her tips that she gave. And I've been really mindful to adopt that more in my life because I noticed that I tend to gravitate to the same type of foods. And so it's thinking about how can you introduce more variety? Is it different colors, you know, in the, in the vegetables that you eat? Is it different spices? Is it different temperatures of foods? Is it different cuisines? Like how can you introduce more variety? Because that actually helps with your your gut um, and improving your gut health. Okay, number four, reducing toxins in your life. This has been something that I've also been uh, super mindful of this year. Um, One way that I've that I have started to reduce toxins in my life is through my cleaning products. So I'm making sure that um, looking at the ingredients and the brands of the cleaning products, products that I use and, um, you know, staying away from personally, you know, like your Omo and and those types of brands um, and making sure that, just being, you know, my skin is also quite sensitive. So um, if I go from one extreme to the other, I actually can break out on my skin as well. So I think you have to be really careful with these types of things and slowly reintroducing different products, but um, being mindful of the toxins that you consume in your day-to-day life and how you can reduce them um, is is really important when it comes to your health. And and the the pathway I took was, was with my cleaning products. So I, I shifted the, um, you know, my dishwashing liquids, um, my hand washes, washing powders, things like that. That's the first step that I took to reducing toxins. Okay. So tip number five is tracking your period and really paying attention to your cycle. And so I like to use an app called clue. And the reason why I think this is really important is because often like 
we are so not in tune with our with our cycle and our cycle is like it's like a form it's like the changing seasons we need to recognize that when we do have a period it's a time of it's almost like the winter it's a time of rest we need to nourish our body we need to take care of our body it's a time for resetting um so how can you be mindful of that and adjust certain things in your life as opposed to just putting it to the side. So, you know, is that perhaps doing less social activities? Is that less commitments? Is that make being mindful of the projects that you're committing to? Like, seriously, this is how, and it also, it almost seems ridiculous in this day and age because we aren't conditioned to even care about the fact that we're bleeding for, you know, X amount of days of the week and X amount of days in the month and our body is, um, is feeling different because of that. You know, we need to nourish that as opposed to just disregard it. And so some really simple things that I've been doing is, um, you know, when I do have my time of the month, I'm making sure that I'm sleeping more because that's what my body craves. I feel like I'm, I'm more tired. I make sure that I reduce my coffee intake. I make sure that I am physically resting. So I'm lying down more. I'm, doing slower forms of exercise and less, you know, less intensity. Um, So those are the things that feel good for me to nourish my body, but also just look at it that that is a time of of rest and rejuvenation. So how can you really honor that cycle as opposed to, to dismiss it? Number six, focusing on adding healthier foods instead of subtracting. This is so, so powerful because what I often find is sometimes when we think we want to go on a health kick or we want to improve our health situation, we start looking at, okay, I need to reduce my sugar, no dairy, no chocolate, no gluten. And so it's all these things that we're not allowing ourselves to have, but how can we actually flip it and say, instead of looking at all the things that I can't have and restricting myself, how can I start to add healthier foods into my diet? How can I add in more of those greens? How can I add in more of those nutrients, the different colored foods, omega-3s, whatever it is, right? And by doing that, that will naturally make you feel less inclined to be eating the block of chocolate, to be eating the tubs of ice creams or the chips or whatever it is. And you still might have some of that, but it's probably going to be less because you've already filled your stomach with nutrients and food that makes you feel good. And the more that you eat those foods that make you feel good, the less inclined you'll want to be to stuff your face with a bag of chips, right? So starting to look at adding healthier foods to your diet as opposed to subtracting. And I think that's so, so powerful because we just got to move away from restricting ourselves because that's all we crave. We want what we can't have. So let's just stop putting things in place to make us, you know, crave certain things. We can have everything that we want in moderation. We just need to add in those, those healthier foods. And also I think I might preface to say, guys, I'm not a nutritionist. I'm not a health coach. This is just my, these are just tips and wellness hacks that have worked for me that I, that I'm, you know, really feeling called to share. Okay. So the next thing, tip number seven is stretching. I feel like most of us, um, most of, well, I don't know, whatever country you are listening to this podcast, but so many of us have been working from home in 2020 and what what that has um, created is actually less movement because when you work 
often when you're working with people or you're working in a shop or you're working in an office or whatever it is, you're actually moving around. You need to go and talk to someone about something. So you'll get up and walk. Um, you're actually moving a lot more than when you are working from home and you kind of staying in the same space. So stretching is a really good thing to do, um, whether it's throughout the day. I like to do a stretch in the morning and then um, in the evening before bed. Even just a few stretches, five to ten minutes, really, really powerful. Also, one thing I like to do is pop my legs up on the um, pop my legs up on the wall. That sounds kind of weird, but if you're like pulled up against the wall and you you put your legs on the wall, that's a really good way to actually reduce stress. But stretching in particular, I find just allows you to. I guess it's also a preventative measure because I find when I don't do my stretching, I feel really tense um, and it's just a good form of release, especially as, you know, so many people are working from home. Okay, guys, tip number eight. I don't know why I'm singing. Tip number eight, meditate, meditate, meditate. This has been, I, I, I actually would say this is the most powerful this is the most powerful wellness hack for me is meditation. And I think sometimes we get overwhelmed with this idea of meditation and thinking we just have to sit without, you know, have to sit in silence and focusing our breath and trying to not think about things. And I just, I don't, I don't approach meditation like that at all. And I have thoughts that come up for me all the time, but I just, I don't even think I, I notice when they do, because I don't, pay attention to it because it doesn't matter because if they do they just they come through they come through my mind and I let them pass by and it's all good and I don't um, focus on it so what I found really helpful is using a guided meditation and you know there are so many beautiful guided meditations because it just gives you some direction and you know you can focus on feeling certain things thinking about certain things connecting to certain things and so one of the first meditations that I started doing um, when I started my meditation journey was, uh, I think it's called the six phase meditation by Vishan Lakiani. He's the founder of Mind Valley. I think I've mentioned him on the pod before. And if you can, you can just check him out on YouTube, like he's everywhere. And it's a pretty, it's actually quite long. It's about 20 minutes. So you don't have to do the full thing. But what I liked about it is it just gives you, it's, he just speaks to so many important things like gratitude, um, thinking about your ideal day, how you want to feel, sending love to others. And so it's just a beautiful mindful, mindfulness practice because I feel like sometimes we trip ourselves up with the idea of meditation, thinking that we have to just breathe and not think about anything. And that does not come naturally to me, guys, and I'm sure it does it to you. So making sure that you start off with a guided meditation is a really beautiful way to get you excited about it as opposed to feeling like you have to do it. And that's the shift, right? Okay, number nine, essential oils. I I personally use doTERRA essential oils and I absolutely love them. I use them in so many different ways and it, as a form of self-care and for my health, like in it's it's really such a beautiful practice and not only are their ingredients incredible, but I feel like um, there's so many different ways that you can use them to enhance your health. So for example, you know, using peppermint let's say for cooking I think oregano I've used it a couple of times for cooking obviously using it in my diffuser I, I do that when I'm having a bath before I go to bed um, I even do this I'm doing this thing right now where I'll put peppermint um, essential oils in my hands 
like just a drop or two when I wake up in the morning and I'll smell it. And that's such a good way to connect with your, to start to ignite um, your senses in the morning. And, you know, I also use it for my skincare. Like I use the um, frankincense in my skincare, you know, I'll use it certain essential oils on my stomach. If I have period pains for cleaning, washing my floors, like oh, so many things, like they're incredible. And so, yeah, if you haven't get on the essential oil bandwagon, they're a really, really good health hack. Okay. Number 10 brain foods. Okay. I have been, I have been elevating in a lot of areas in my business this year. And so what's been really important for me is to make sure that I'm being productive and that when I'm actually focusing on my business and doing the work that, you know, I am focused, I'm efficient, I'm on fire as opposed to feeling dull, feeling sluggish um, and not concentrating, right? Because I want to make sure that I'm utilizing that time and that energy. So some foods, some brain foods that I've really been mindful of um, consuming in my everyday diet. I've got these tips from Jim Quick. You, you should check him out on the pod, on the, not on my podcast, maybe one day, but on his, I think he's got a podcast. And I mean, he's been on so many podcasts like Ed, the Ed Milet Show, like so many different podcast episodes. And um, I've got these really great brain foods from him. And so I want to share them with you as part of my tip today, guys. So Okay, there's a few of them. Avocados. Who doesn't love an avocado? Blueberries. Broccoli. It's pretty much what I eat every day. Coconut oil. Organic eggs. Leafy greens. Wild salmon. Turmeric. Dark chocolate. And walnuts. And walnuts kind of looks like a brain. So I feel like that's fair. But he's like a world like expert in like speed reading and memory improvement and like optimal brain performance. So I'm going to take those tips and I'm going to implement them even more. So yeah, I feel like those foods are all delicious and healthy anyways. But if I can like do, if I can eat intentionally for my brain to function um, at a better, at a higher level, then I am going to do that. That's for sure. Okay. Number 11, getting out in nature. This seems like such a basic thing, but my God, we need to get back to the basics. And I have been getting out in nature so much more this year and it has literally filled my soul up. Like I've never been out, been as active outside as much as I have this year and connecting to my nature, connecting to my nature, (laughs) connecting to nature has been a really powerful way for me to not feel overwhelmed, for me to connect with source energy and the universe and the cosmos and also improve my mental health. Um, I feel like getting out in nature, it shifts my energy straight away, straight away. That movement, that fresh air, the greenery, um, you know, whether you're by the beach, whatever it is, I feel like making sure that you're out and about is, is such a, is such an intentional practice for you to do when it comes to your mental health and when it comes to your health in general like we need to be connected to mother earth we're not supposed to be just inside all the time or you know um we need our vitamin d we need the sunshine we need fresh air so getting out into nature is and how can you do more of that right how can you how can you up the ante on that it will improve your mood and it will improve the way that you feel your energy levels in so many ways. Number 12, taking a magnesium supplement. 
I don't know if you guys do this. Um, I've been doing this, I think, for a couple of years now. And a magnesium supplement, I find, I also make sure I take it definitely, definitely, definitely around my period time. But I also just take it generally because it aids in muscle recovery if you're working out. It's really good for rele- um, releasing, dis- you know, if you're stressed or if you're anxious. It's good for bone health, like bone density. Um, it's just one of those supplements that it's like, it's a pretty, uh, you're getting lots of things from taking that one um, you know, that one nutrient. So get on the magnesium guys. You can take it in powder. I know people take it in powder as well. I'll actually just take the supplement and just be done with it. Um, all right. Number 13, prioritizing your self care. So if you guys have been following me for a while, you'll know that I'm really obsessed with self care and not just because it's cute and it's trendy, but because it has literally completely changed the relationship that I have with myself. Um, when I started practicing self-care a few years ago and, you know, self-care is really looking at the way the rituals, the activities, the things that you can do to start to nourish yourself because we spend so much energy, um, giving to other people, doing other things. And we don't think about how can we reset our energy? How can we nourish our energy and give back to ourselves? And so self-care looks different for everyone. And this that's the beautiful thing, right? It's about connecting with what works for you. And, you know, for me, self-care, it's so on so many different like levels. Like self-care can literally be for me, like having a clean house. That is seriously self-care for me. If I don't have that, I feel like I'm scattered. I feel like I get frustrated easily. Like I'm in better energy and I feel better when I have a clean space around me. Self-care is, you know, also on another day can be having a bubble bath and having crystals and candles all around, doing face masks, going for walks, meditation, spending quality time with my husband, you know, reading, like all of these things. It's, it doesn't matter what it is. It's about how it makes you feel and, you know, being really mindful of prioritizing that. So that actually means scheduling time in your calendar as if it was a meeting, because it's fucking more important than a meeting. Um, and knowing what works for you and trying a few different things and, you know, and getting curious about it and being consistent with it, because that is going to be the thing that's going to change the relationship that you have with yourself. If you honor your energy and really, and start to nourish yourself in a really intentional way. I could talk about self-care for the whole pod guys. (laughs) Okay. Number 14. I think I've mentioned this a couple of times on the podcast, but I'll say it again because it's goddamn important, especially when it comes to your health. Do not look at your phone for the first 20 minutes of the day. 30 minutes would be better. 20 to 30 minutes. Because what it does, the second that you pick up your phone in the morning, and if you're switching off your alarm or whatever, that's fine. But the second you look at it to like reply to your text messages, to look at Instagram, Facebook, it totally changes your energy because you are being reactive. All of a sudden you are on the back foot. You are responding to energy of hundreds of people. If you're scrolling social media, you're responding to what people want from you as opposed to thinking about how you want to start your day intentionally. How do you want to feel? What's the energy that you want to emit? What, you know, how do you want to vibrate that day? What's important for you as opposed to just being consumed by by everyone else and what they want from you and the energy they're giving you. So, 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 so important. Like even if you don't do a practice, like wash your face, brush your teeth, have a shower. Um, just don't look at your phone. <laughs> don't look at your phone. Um, a really, really powerful tip um, 
for all areas, but especially in mental health. Okay, number 15, see a holistic healthcare practitioner. And the reason why I think this is really important is because um, I think it's important to look at health from an alternative perspective. And like I said, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a healthcare professional. I'm not a health coach, but this is just what has worked for me. Um, And I've really found seeing an acupuncturist and a Chinese medicine doctor to be really, really um, helpful and um, really powerful for my wellness journey. So, you know, I used to also see a chiropractor. So just looking at things from health from a different perspective and looking at what have you been drawn to? What resonates with you? And can you introduce that in your day-to-day life um, as opposed to just always going to a doctor? Um, because there are other forms of health and there are other ways that we can strengthen our body and strengthen our relationship with our body. It doesn't have to be through just seeing a GP. So thinking about what have you been drawn to? You know, Would you want to see an acupuncturist? Would you want to see a nutritionist? Would you want to see a Chinese medicine doctor? Would you want to see a chiropractor? Like whatever, like would you want to get massages? Like what are the things that's probably, that's probably not the right one, but, but what are some, what are, what are some practices that you have been drawn to and how can you start to introduce that um, on a more regular basis as part of your wellness journey? It's been something that I've really, um, and I feel good doing it. Like some people say, oh, but you don't need to. But it's not about that. Like it's about preventative measures. That's what's the thing when it comes to our health. We don't want to just wait until something goes wrong and then we see someone and we want to make sure that we don't get to that point. And so how can we really um, nourish our body and how can we take care of ourselves at, in a preventative way before something goes wrong, you know? Okay, number 16, setting healthy boundaries. So... I think this, I could literally do a whole podcast on this, but one thing I think to think is really important is just being mindful around being mindful about the time and the energy that you give to other people and what you're committing to. So a boundary is essentially like what you tolerate, right? So thinking it's a really kind of simple way to look at it is how can you set a boundary in your, what's one boundary you can set in your relationships, in your work and in your health. So maybe in your work, it could be you don't work on weekends. That's the boundary that you've set. And no matter what happens, you know that you don't work on weekends unless there's an an absolute exception. But you don't spend your time checking your emails, responding. You've set that boundary for yourself. And this is just an example, right? That could be one thing. A boundary in a relationship could, you know, could be, okay, you don't say yes to social, to social events on Sunday nights, because that's the time for you and your partner to spend some time together, to unwind, to connect, to cook together, maybe for the week. And that's a boundary you've put in place, right? It's just the things that you, how can you be so intentional about what you require, about what you need in order to feel good, in order to show up, in order to prioritize your goals, your desires, and not just saying yes to everyone else and what they require from you. Number 17, breath work. Oh, I have been so on board with the breath work bandwagon this year. It is, it is, there's so many benefits of breath work, but one thing that I found to be really powerful with breath work is just a really great tool to release anxiety. Um, it's also a beautiful way to, you know, connect with your heart, connect with your soul, um, connect with your truth. But I found for, for anxiety, it has worked really, really well for me. So it's something that I'll do if I notice anxiety coming up and um, 
if you haven't done breath breathwork before, there's so many different forms of breathwork, but one, um, two actual, um, two people that I really, um, admire and that I do their, um, their practices is Wim Hof, who's amazing. I'm sure you guys would have heard of him, but he actually has a free breathwork meditation or breathwork practice in his um, Instagram account. If you click the link in his bio, it will take you there. And then also um, the beautiful Laura Murphy, we had her on the podcast from Soul Body. Um, if you check her on Instagram, she also has a free um, breathwork exercise there. And I just find them incredibly powerful, not only to re- release anxiety, but also just a, a really good tool to um, expand your energy and improve your energy. So I feel like sometimes if I'm feeling that afternoon slump doing like a seven minute breathwork exercise, really, really powerful. Okay. Number 18, invest in a tongue scraper. When I say invest, I mean like it's probably like $40. I don't know if I've used the word invest, but get yourself a tongue scraper. Um, I like the copper one in particular, and it's actually an Ayurvedic practice. And I want to get someone on the podcast actually who's an, who's an Ayurveda specialist. So if Ayurvedic specialist. So if you guys know anyone, hit me up on Instagram. Um, but the reason why I mentioned that is because it's an, it's an Ayurvedic practice. And, you know, they say like, it's so important to clean your mouth and that brushing your teeth is not enough. Brushing your teeth is like, as if you paint your nails and you don't paint your thumb. <laughs> like it's that, it's that important as part of your oral hygiene. So I've very much been on the bandwagon of um, scraping my tongue and I do that as part of my morning practice so check that out if that resonates with you guys um, I, I definitely want to get someone on the podcast to speak more about Ayurveda because it's just such an incredible um, way to an alternative way to look at your health okay number 19 let's talk about to-do lists for a second. So when we write ourselves a 500 page to-do list of all the things we need to do, what I want, a little shift I want you to make is to include up at the top of the page, your intention for the day. So before you write your to-do list, what is your intention for the day and how do you want to feel? Okay. You could have three words that describe the way you want to feel. You could have one word and it's just for you to notice that it is not about what you do in the day. It is about how you feel and how you show up. That is more important than the 500 things that you need to do. So you can write that 500 page list, but up the very top, because it's most important, what is your intention and how do you want to feel? Okay. And number 20, lucky last. When it comes to us, this is about social media. Okay. And this is about choosing three people that you follow on social media. Like three people's content that you're inspired by. I want you to write those down and this can change often, right? But write three people that you're inspired by on social media, that content that consume the content that you consume that makes you feel good. Um, and instead of scrolling social media in the morning or whenever you check social media, I want you to think about actually typing those the, the, the three people that you're inspired by typing their name in social media, directly going to their feed and then spending five minutes each reading their posts or engaging with them or whatever. And doing that for those three people, as opposed to just scrolling aimlessly on social media, who cares about the scrolling? It doesn't matter. It's, there's nothing, there's nothing going to be that important there. Like use this as a tool for inspiration, for intention. Um, and 
you know, this can, this can change every week, every day, doesn't matter, but just keeping that in the forefront of your mind, as opposed to just aimlessly scrolling is a really good tool for you, for you to use social media to serve you and to elevate your emotions as opposed to drain your energy and as opposed to make you feel shit about yourself. Right. Okay, guys, those are my 20 holistic wellness hacks for 2020. I hope you have enjoyed them. I have very much enjoyed giving you this solo episode. And so stay healthy, stay safe, and we'll catch you babes next week. If you're vibing the show, please leave us a review. We would love to be of value to more fierce females and you can totally help us grow. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Fierce Female Co. And don't forget to share this episode podcast on your Instagram story. Tag us and share your top takeaway. I would love to know what you got out of the show. And this is really a great way for you to think about what value this brought to you and how you might use this in your own life. I love you. Thank you for listening. Wishing you all the love, light and fierceness. And we'll see you soon.